0: afternoon. So today we're going to talk about the influential zone and how you can grow your business by understanding a few key elements about the influential zone and helping your business grow and helping you really connect with other people. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to uh, support this podcast or watch the video. I really appreciate it. So today um, we're going to start out with an exercise. I want you to stand up If you are driving, don't do that. If you are driving, uh, you shouldn't be watching this podcast. You should be listening to it and pretend you're standing, if you will. So there's only one rule for this exercise though. You have to be, you have to be honest, regardless of all the questions that I'm going to ask you, you have to be, you have to be honest. Okay, great. So now I want you to imagine you have no plans for next Friday. Is that hard? you have no plans for next Friday. Maybe you do. I don't know your life. So you're driving, you see a billboard on the side of the road and it says, uh, it has Barbara Cochran's face on it. And it says, come to my conference. I can change your life. I can make your business explode. If you're a hundred percent certain that you will attend this event based on just seeing the billboard, I want you to sit down or notionally sit down. Yeah. This is the most famous female probably in real estate. What's the holdup, huh? So she placed a billboard in your neighborhood or your area to get you specifically to come to her event, right? So what if you received a jumbo postcard in the mail with the same picture on it with the same message? Any effect on those plans next Friday yet? No. Sit down if you're gonna go if you are going to her conference. Or pretend to sit down anyway. And what if you received an email directly from Barbara Cochran herself in your inbox? Would you show up to the conference then? No? Sure you would. It's, I mean, she doesn't come to this part of the country very often. She could even sign your book. It could be fun. Now let's say you get a handwritten note from Barbara asking you by name to come to her conference. How many people would go to the conference then? Be honest. Now, if you're at work and your reception says you have a call on line one and it's Barbara Cochran herself, she expresses her desire to have you attend her conference and explains why. After this phone call, how many of you would go to the conference then? And for those people that are holding out, what if you came out of your office and you saw Barbara Cochran herself in your waiting area? She shakes your hand and tells you you about the conference and then asks you to come. Will that get you there? If you're still standing, I don't know why. At this point, really, there's a reason why everyone continued to stand after I asked about the billboard and the postcard because it's an advertisement. That, that's exactly what it is. It's just is basically just an advertisement, right? So people sat down in this exercise when they encountered the personal note, a phone call, and a face-to-face invitation. Why? Because people are influenced by those personal experiences, right? This is the way successful people do business by working in that influential zone. So the influential zone is made up of three categories, phone calls, events, seminars, and presentations, we'll say. Presentations and seminars and one-on-ones, phone calls, events, personal experience. So that's four, but we'll roll with it. First, let's talk about phone calls. Utilizing the phone is one of the greatest things you can do for your business if you didn't know that already. Our phones give us the ability to call anyone as long as their number anywhere. We don't have to travel anywhere. We don't have to really think about anything or do anything. You just pick up the phone. As long as you have their number, you can call them right away. But on the other side, some people feel reluctant to pick up the phone and they just sit there and watch it ring. Have you ever felt that way? I know for a fact the person that I just called did that because I talked to her like five minutes earlier and i Called her back right away. And I don't know for a fact, but I bet she just watched it ring and waited to text me back. Have you ever been that person that just watched it ring and just let it go? I know I have. I'm guilty. Have you ever felt reluctant to call a person? Have you ever felt hesitant to call a client or a potential client or even someone that might be a referral to a potential client? Probably due to uh, rejection, I assume, because we internalize that and rejection is probably the biggest fear factor of any small business, any big business, really, if you're in sales, rejection is probably the number one top fear. Besides talking in person, uh, presentations and stuff like that, fear of public speaking, that's public speaking. Most of the time when we experience this hesitation, it's because we're thinking about ourselves. Like, Like I said, fear of rejection. But in this influential zone, it says that people want that personal experience to connect a phone call can be very influential when we stop thinking about ourselves and when we focus in on the other person. Focusing our attention on that person we are calling gives purpose to our call instead of more than just, what can I get from you? It becomes an opportunity to invest in that other person, really connect, really have that, have that bond. So there are four focus areas that we can intentionally invest in the other person's lives, and they're pretty, they're pretty easy to remember. We call it FROG, if you've never heard of that. It's F-R-O-G, it's Family, Recreation, Occupation, and Goals. And no, I'm not calling you stupid because you don't know how to spell FROG. Just helping you try to remember the acronym FROG. If you were to sit down right now and call every person that you know, asking them about these four areas, you would not only have just helped them feel valued, but you would come away with a better understanding on how you can impact their lives and how they can help your business grow. Next in doing business in the influential zone is events and seminars, presentations. So those are connected. So it is still three. Why do you think events, seminars, and presentations are important or are influential, really? Feel free to put your comments below because I'm I'm actually genuinely curious about how your experience was the first time you went to an event or uh, presentation. I know presentations and events and seminars are a little bit different feel, but how did you feel when you went to your first one? Presentations, you usually get talked at, you know, seminars and everything, you usually get talked at, but events, sometimes you, you get to have that mingling experience, you get to have that personal experience in between, and it really helps you connect. If you've ever gone to a business seminar or conference, you'll find that everyone that's attending it is excited because they want to learn about the topic. They want to take in as many resources that are offered during the presentation or seminar. They want to feel, most of all, they come with an expectant attitude. They come expecting to learn something new or to get excited because everyone there is there to for one specific purpose and is to get the, all that information into their head to really get the value out of what they uh, invested themselves into and in helping themselves learn and helping themselves grow. So if you are able to offer for these same types of events and everything to your clients and you have the ability to bring them into an environment that encourages investment into your business. What what would this look like really? What if you knew, for example, there was a home design seminar that was in your local town. You could call up your client and say there's this fun opportunity that you can that will help you dream about your future home and help you kind of design and put those puzzle pieces together to create exactly what your vision is for your new home. How about we get away from the stress of home searching and for just an afternoon and go dream together and really gather some ideas for your new home. I would think this would help out quite a bit with new construction because with new construction, you can really break down exactly what you want. I want this color countertop. I want this color backsplash. I could put this chair here or I could have this style over here art deco style. I think my wife has been into art deco style more so recently. And her creativity is just really amazing to watch it all come together and actually come to fruition. And the design that I had from the start, she just like takes it and ramps it up like a thousand percent. And then it's like, bam, wow. Anyway, <laughs> I'll interview her some other time. She's a home stager, so that's going to be pretty exciting with creativity and design and colors. Anyway, moving on. So, or or for example, here's another example. After your client closes on the house, you can set up an open house party for them. Have all their friends come and have their clients tell their success story and how they got the house and how they got, how they ended up closing on the home from whatever trials and tribulations they had during the whole process and everything. And then have the guests come fill out a card with their information for prize drawings, you're kind of a double win there. If you're a realtor, you get that information about, uh, they might, their friends might be finding another house in the neighborhood or it doesn't really matter. You get to collect their information too. And then, uh, they get a prize for whatever. Um, it's exciting. It's fun. Another way to get people into investing in your business is to set up like a lunch and learn, help them, uh, learn something new. Like we were talking about resources before, but help them, uh, Learn something about, for example, home inspections. Maybe they don't know, uh, they never bought a house, they're first time home buyers, and they want to know what to look for before they actually get into a house. And for example, we can break that down for them and help them really understand what they are investing into or what to look out for before they go on their home search. Yes, the house is pretty, but what year is it? What kind of problems does it have? What kind of climate zone is it in? Do I need to worry about this, this, this? If they're a first time home buyer, they might not know about typical maintenance scheduling on HVAC systems, water heaters, uh, what type of plumbing it has, XYZ, all that fun stuff. So this is a good way to educate your clients on the entire home buying uh, experience and show them that you, the realtor in this case, are willing to take the next extra step in making them understand all parts of the home buying process. So it makes you look good and it is potential business to to share the wealth for everybody else, whatever part of the home buying process, unless that is like um, the mortgage person or obviously the home inspector or a termite inspector or anybody else, part of the whole, whole kit and caboodle about the whole process. I think it's really interesting. Phone calls and events will also help to influence the clients themselves, obviously text messages for all you millennials. But the most effective opportunity that you will have during your interaction is a one-on-one conversation because that really gets you really focused in on uh having that personal bond and that makes that makes the connection if you're new to the industry and you don't know how to do any of these tactics or anything one-on-ones are probably the best way to connect i think it's probably one of the hardest things to set up too honestly because you have to work out these people's schedule and these people's schedule, and you're trying to mold this area of your life and to try to get more potential clients over here while trying to get new clients over here. Are they gonna use you? Are they not gonna use you? It's a a lot, but once you get that personal connection to grow, then you can actually start to mold that into your next investment in your next home buying process if you're a realtor or any other thing for us. I think that would really helps realtors really understand the value that we provide, talking about the warranties that we offer and how thorough we, we really are. If you listen to my podcast, Housefly, I'm um, talking to Zach Wilkins about this, about the customer service be- base being really on point. And regardless of being the best inspector and having the most experienced, customer service is probably above the most experienced inspector, regardless, you can be Uh, I've had other inspectors say, I've been in the business since the 70s. Okay, whatever. However often you're, however old you are about being an inspector in the 70s, stuff has changed. A lot has changed in the past days, but customer service is number one. It needs to be number one in your business. We like to say we are a customer service-based business in the home inspecting industry. Um, So setting up those phone calls, and making those one-on-one conversations is important. Remember this quote, though. The person that talks the most dominates the conversation. But the person who asks the questions controls the conversation. I think that's a good one. When you meet a client or potential client for the first time, it's important to get them to start talking. We want to allow them to feel comfortable. And once they feel comfortable, then they begin to, they begin to trust you and you're able to learn more about exactly what their needs are. So the next thing uh, we like to do with the questions is we like to ask them three and a half questions. So first question to ask is, what is the biggest problem you're facing right now? This allows you uh, to hear what they would like and what are some solutions you can aim for. For us as home inspectors, it really helps them If they are worried about XYZ that happened in their other house, that they, if they're not a first time home buyer, having that firsthand experience, that first impression to really understand where they're coming from really helps the process and really helps them feel more, obviously, like I was saying before, feel more comfortable with you and feel more confident with you. But it also helps them feel a bit more relaxed that you know what you're doing and you are going to be able to connect with them and really provide that value back to them. So with that, it helps them understand what they're struggling with in the home buying process. I think I said that twice, but it's important to say, what is the biggest problem you're facing right now? Next question is what do you think you can do about that? This allows you to hear where they would like to be and some solutions you can aim for different neighborhoods, different areas, that they might wanna live, what type of house they have, slab house, uh, single story ranch, what you can provide and really hone down that process and what they they want. Next question is, when do you think you can do that? This gives them a timeline and helps them wrap their head around their thinking process and really getting into exactly when you can pan out what your end result will be okay, you want to move in by Christmas, you want to have, you're struggling with the size of your house, you're struggling with the walls are a bad color, or um, this area takes too long to get to work. So now you can hone down the process of what do you think you can do about that? We can help you find a better house for a better fit for you. Your, Your kids are in the same wing of the house as you. So you want them to be on the other side of the wing because whatever, whatever reason. You want them to, you want to have a ranch style house so you don't have to go upstairs. So you can really hone down on that process. And then when it gives you that timeline, like I was saying, I want to be in by Valentine's Day. The last half a question is lastly, how can I help? We call this half a question because it's the first time we introduce ourselves into the conversation. This is important because it shows the client that you genuinely want to help them and that you are a person with resources that they would want to tap into. To further help you understand your client's needs, remember these two phrases. Tell me more about that, and what is important about that to you? Asking these questions will help you learn more about your client and prepare for serving them successfully. Doing business in the influential zone is important because it emphasizes the personal experiences, like we were saying, and people will respond best when they feel valued, invested in and appreciated. Doing business this way through the influential zone will allow you both to impact more lives and grow your business and make your business explode. Thank you for your time.